0: say the game is getting old monday morning and your coffee's cold life is not what you to be hi everyone and welcome to a new direction my name is jay izzo and i know i say it every week but i am telling you this is going to be an absolutely amazing powerful fantastic show I am with Inez Temple. She is an international best-selling author of this book called You Incorporated. Your career is your business that you can see there. And people are jumping on. Thank you so much for jumping on so early, Alex and Michael. Appreciate you jumping on, watching watching me and my cowboy hat, of course. And listen, I want to tell you, <laughs> I, this show is going to be more than just about your career. This is a show that is going to be about where is your career right now how do you become if you don't have a job how can you become more employable if you do have a job how can you advance in your career i'm gonna we're gonna and naz is going to talk about you know following your dreams are you doing what you dream is that part of what you're doing right now are you doing all the things that that you think that you should are you fulfilling your potential Are you doing the little things that it takes to just make your life better in your personal life and your career? Because Inez Temple is going to walk us through so many things. But before I do that, let's do what we do every week, right? We are four-part people, right? We are physical people, mental people, emotional people, and spiritual people. And let's walk through those four areas and see how you're doing from last week to this week. So... On a scale of one to 10 physically, one being miserable, 10 being you couldn't be any more amazing. How are you doing physically? Are you taking care of your body? Are you, I mean, I like, are you eating right? Are you exercising? Are you doing the things that you do? What's the number between one and 10 right now? If you guys just to ask all of you out there who are listening, and, and if you're listening on the podcast later, all of you people, and if you're listening on iHeartRadio or iTunes or, or TuneIn Radio or wherever... Or, or Google Play, thank you for listening. Where are you at on that scale of 1 to 10 physically? And, and listen, if you're listening to me right now and you're like in your office or something and you've got a chip, a potato chip in your hand, I want you to put the potato chip back in the bag. Okay? And I want you to take the bag and I want you to put it in your neighbor's wastebasket. Why do I say put your potato chip bag in your neighbor's wastebasket? Because I know that you won't dig through the garbage in your neighbor's garbage, all right? But you will in your own garbage, okay? So put that down and let's start getting healthy. So where's that number? Scale of one to 10, right? And by the way, right? The whole point of going through the four areas of your life is is not to say, okay, if you're a four today is to get you to a 10 tomorrow. No, I just want you to get from a four today to a five. It's about constant improvement. It's about improving yourself. And Nez is going to be talking about that as well because she's going to talk about constantly improving yourself. So what are you doing physically to improve yourself? All right. You got that number? Good. All right. So mentally, where are you at on that scale of 1 to 10? 1 being awful, 10 being absolutely outstanding. Where are you at mentally? And what do, you mean, what do I mean when I say mentally? What are you feeding your brain? What are you learning? How are you growing? Remember, it doesn't matter how old you are, by the way. Age is irrelevant when it comes to especially things like your mental growth. You can always grow mentally. You can always feed your brain new things. Inez says something in her book. She says, you know, the the old saying, remember, you can't can't teach an old dog new tricks? That's a lie. I don't care how old you are. You can always learn something new. Right? So, on that scale of 1 to 10, where are you at mentally? All right. You got that number? Perfect. Okay. Now, emotionally. Scale of one to ten, one being miserable, ten being outstanding. Where are you at emotionally? And you say, Jay, what do you mean emotionally? Well, how is your emotional intelligence, your emotional IQ? Like, for example, you know, do the little things just tick you off and you just get out of control? Do you fly off the handle easily? Do you are you unable to control your emotions? Right? That's what we're talking about. How how well are you able to control your own emotions? And then in addition to that Part of your emotional IQ is how well are you able to relate to other people's emotions? So on that scale of 1 to 10, where are you at emotionally? All right, perfect. So you got three numbers there, right? Physical, mental, emotional. Finally, number four, where are you at spiritually? And I get a lot of questions on this spiritually because I get a lot of people who go, well, I don't believe in God. Okay, listen, I'm I'm not here to push God on you. That's not the role of this show. That's not what I'm doing. But I know a lot of people, all of us are connected to something that we feel brings us peace, whether it's karma or whether it's nature or something. And, and yes, it could be God, all right? And if you believe in God, great. My question is on that scale of one to 10, spiritually, where you feel centered, where you feel like there's absolutely a center to you, that it, it's it's about things that you can't explain physically or mentally or emotionally even, but there's just something inside you. How are you doing spiritually? All right, you got that number. And remember, these four numbers physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, right? This is like the legs of a table. And if the table is uneven, it's hard to eat off that table. And if the table's too low, it's hard to eat off that table too. So the whole idea is to continually raise that table up and keep it balanced. Because we can be out of balance in one area of our life and not be balanced in the other areas. And that's important. And that leads me to my next guest. Oh, I am so very excited about her. She is a remarkable, a remarkable woman. Uh, Her name is Inez Temple. And by the way, uh, she is an international best-selling author, but she is a successful entrepreneur. She operates uh, businesses in various sectors of Peru and Chile. Uh, her, Her company, Lee Hecht Harrison, Uh, of Peru and Chile are the leading career transition and talent development organizations in both countries. She has a self-storage business of all things in Peru, which is the country's leading company within that industry. She's an independent board member of several corporations and nonprofit organizations. Inez was recently president of the Board of Care Peru, uh, C-A-R-E the leading nonprofit humanitarian organization in Peru fighting poverty. She was vice president of the board of the American Chamber of Commerce in Peru. She's also the president of the board of Peru 2021, the leading organization that promotes social responsibility and of OWIT Peru, the leading organization for women in business. Listen, she is a prolific writer. She's written over 800 articles and done videos on topics such as the new world of work, personal branding and employment, uh, in 2016 and 2017 she was recognized as the number one personality in the country for online presence during the past three years she's also been recognized as the top ceo with online presence in peru this this woman has done it all she's got three beautiful children and yet she continues to want to help people and become a better person every day of her life and i'm so honored to have her so ladies and gentlemen please welcome inez temple inez welcome to a new direction
1: Thank you so much, Jay. I'm really so honored to be here talking to you today. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, and and by the way, folks, Inez
0: is brought to you today by our sponsor. Our sponsor is Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. They have literally helped thousands of clients in the sale and purchase of businesses. When it's time to sell your business, contact the professionals at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. Contact Jeff Snell, who's the owner of Inline, and his folks, great folks at Inline. That's nline.com, E-N-L-I-G-N. So just, if you want more information, just go to www.enlign.com. And I'm telling you, they will help you. They're just a great bunch of people. And we are so grateful to them that they are supporting and sponsoring the show. And as you wrote this incredible book called You uh, Incorporated, and I've, I've read this book, and it's an amazing book. And I, I, first of all, i must to say thank you for writing it. And, and people need to purchase this book, it's available on Amazon and uh, your favorite bookstore as well. One of the things that I loved about this book is that you, you're not, you don't do something like clever, like you know, seven ways to do something. You literally hit every area uh, when it comes to your career. You just take a real practical approach to understanding how to help people make their career better and make them better. Why did you write this?
1: Oh, (laughs) thank you for the question, uh, Jay. Uh, And thank you for your words. Uh, I wrote this because um, I've spent many, many years working with thousands of people, uh, helping them higher up the employability level, helping them find new jobs, helping them advance their careers. But I found out that there's only a limited number of people that I can help directly. So, uh, and since in my company, we don't work with, uh, we are not in retail business. We don't work directly with people. We just work through companies. I I thought that it was important that... uh, that I could share whatever I've learned, whatever can add value to other people's life. So uh, I converted a presentation that I do a lot everywhere uh, into a book. So this book started as a PowerPoint presentation that I <laughs> uh, uh, that I always give out, and I decided, okay, let me you know do it otherwise, like other normal people do. People normally write a book and then make a presentation. I did it otherwise, and. Um, I just wanted to, to, to evangelize the message. I just wanted people to really start thinking um, uh, about their careers as their own businesses to, to really understand what's going on in the job market.
0: You know, I love the fact that that our career is our business. I, that, that's such a fabulous thought process. When I was reading this book, I, I, I wonder how many people out there really think to themselves if they I don't care if they work for somebody or they work for themselves or if they're an entrepreneur or whatever it may be is. hello hello can you hear me
1: yes I don't know what happened oh,
0: okay. <laughs> uh, so I don't know how many people think of themselves as um, you know that their job that that basically their job is their career that 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 this is that you you're responsible for your own career and I don't know how many people think about that. Even though you're working for somebody, your career, even if you're working somebody, that is your job. It's your business. It's your business, right? It's, your, it's, it's part of your business and I've, I've preached this message before where um, that your, your career is your business and I've preached that same message as well. One of the things that you point out in the very beginning of the book, chapter one, is that the one constant is change. And change has taken over our careers, has it not? I mean, right? Because we don't work for the same person forever.
1: No way. I mean, and we, we, we cannot even make sure we'll have a job tomorrow. There is not a company in the world that can guarantee us that we'll, we'll be working with them next month. So it's, it's very important that we become very aware of what we are we are not workers. We are not executives. We are not employees. We are service providers. Mm. And when we're working for one company, we have only one client. So that's critical to understand in order to treat that only client as the best we can. Because if that only client that we have is is happy with our services, he will keep on buying our services. So- and it doesn't matter how we are paid. We're still the providers. We can be you know, we can be paid once a month, uh, once a day, whatever. That's it. Um, what we have to think is that we are like contractors. Right. And every single day we need to win again over our boss or our company's uh, people, uh, uh, willingness to keep on working with us. Because that's the only way that we can be sure that can we will have an opportunity to deliver our services tomorrow.
0: We're service providers. I hope everybody heard what she said we're all service providers and we provide a service and and i love what you said here we provide and i don't think people understand this we provide services to our number one client right and i think and i just said this yesterday but Inez, go ahead say you're working for somebody you're working in an office or you say you're working for a corporation or a large company or even a small company who's their number one client
1: the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes to hear this, Jane. I know. Because most people that I talk to uh, have something against their boss. Yeah. They don't like it. They had one before that was better. They, this boss is this or, or that. Wh- whatever reason, sometimes people are, 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 it's fair for them to think that because not every boss is good. Sure. But still, even if we may not like him or her, the boss is the person who represents the organization that hire us. So we need to be in good terms with that boss because he is our client. And that's the basic concept. I mean, the boss is not the boss, it's a client. So we want to make sure that we're giving our client our best service possible. And that this client is happy with the services we are delivering. And he's happy about the value that we added and that we have sat down and agree on which is the value we are uh, we are going to, to give that that, that uh, client. So it's a, just, it's a shift of paradigm. Yes. And uh, what I've learned is that this is the hardest part of all because most people have attitude problems with their bosses and their organizations and, and they just are not delivering their best, not because they don't want to or because they can't, it's because they have an attitude problem. Mm. And that's something that we really need to, to, to change.
0: So, okay, okay, okay. I, I, I'm I'm going to interrupt you here because I want everybody who's listening in. And by the way, thank you so much for all the people who are listening in and watching the show. And but did you catch number one? Number one is your number one client your boss. Number two is the reason why if your client, your boss is not your client, it's because it's probably your attitude. Matter of fact, it is your attitude. Change your attitude and change your client. And and Inez, one of the things I have said about your boss being the number one client is I have said that if you will do, if you will provide value and do everything that your your boss or your CEO or your manager asks you to do, you'll be helping the other people, right? Yes. Right? So I, I literally was at a gym and I asked uh, one of the managers, at there were a couple of managers sitting there at the gym and I said, well, who's your number one client? and they said oh it's the people who walk through the door and i said well that's a really neat answer you know or they said what's well, the person who wants to get into shape and i said no it's the owner of the gym they the, he's your number 1 client because if you do everything to please the owner of the gym you will be pleasing every person that comes through the door and it was it's a hard
1: concept for people to grasp it is. It's, it's not very popular, but it relates to the whole attitude uh, issue. And what I've found, Jay, is that the only thing that we can really change fast in our life that's under our control is our attitude, mm. which is the way we understand things, the way we decide to react to mm. things. We have the ability to decide what reaction to have. Mm. And uh, and that's something that we really need to 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 do in order to create an employability culture for ourselves with new paradigms that are you know, connected to the market, to understand that security comes from our own level of employability, to make sure that we are not paid to go to work, we are paid to add value, and mm. that we are the ones that are responsible for our own um, our comp- competitiveness, nobody else but, but us. Mm. And a lot of people what I've seen is, uh, and I do it sometimes, we tend to blame others for things in um, our life so true. and we tend to forget that it's 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 basically everything in our hands it depends on us it does and it's so easy to
0: fall into the uh, victim mentality right where we're the victim where you know we're not you know i would do better if 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 this just would happen to me or if that would happen to me and it's it's not my fault you know, my boss doesn't give me everything I need. I, 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 you know, they don't give me all the things that I need to be successful. And that's just rubbish. I mean, it's just wrong because you have everything that you need at your disposal. And you're right. And I hope you picked up on this other folks as you're listening to this, right? You can control your attitude. There's two things that Inez will talk about too. Two things that you can absolutely control. Your attitude is one and your effort is the other. You could, control, you could control those two things. You you have absolute, total control, right, Inez?
1: Yes. And you know what else? We own our faces. Mm. I know that sounds strange. but Let me say it again. Um, most of us think that our faces belong to us in, in, in a sense that we can use them to express whatever we are feeling. Yeah. But we tend to forget that our faces Are Seen by others and whatever we are conveying as a message people take it personally Mm. So sometimes we have a a grim face or we're in a bad mood and what people get from us is that we are not approving them We are disapproving of them. We are not uh, Giving them acceptance or they're giving we are giving them bad feedback and that creates issues with people and people think that we have some attitude problems so I think that we have to own our faces in the sense that being sure that our faces are not only there to express our emotions, but are there to give in feedback to yeah. others, you, and that's very important, especially in the world world of work. Uh, you know what? It's
0: that's such a great point. We do own our face, and uh, okay, admittedly, folks, look, I know you're looking at my face. Those of you who are watching me at Facebook Live, I, I get it. It's not a real pretty face. I understand that, but okay, listen. It, I still have control over my smile, I have control over how bright my eyes are. I have control over my enthusiasm. and what I portray on that face, which is Inez is talking about, is so important not just in life but and not just in your career, but it's so important in life too. And we can brighten we can choose to brighten our faces regardless. I think one of the things that you said is regardless of what's going on in your circumstances and you actually tell the story about how your daughter had breast cancer. And, yes. and it was and it went into remission but then it came back and you struggled
1: right and your daughter came to you tell the story oh yeah it's uh, such a story um uh, yes uh the second time she got cancer i i couldn't be as you know as positive and as, as, as enthusiastic as been the first time trying to help my family you know keep up with a good mood during the period the second time I, I I, like, you know, felt destroyed. I really wasn't expecting that my daughter would have cancer again at 26. Yeah. So um, I was, you know, really depressed and I was in a, with a really bad attitude. And My daughter called me to the library at our house and she said, Mommy, can I speak to you? I said, sure, but uh, do you promise me I would not get, get upset with me for the things I'm going to tell you? I said, of course not, go ahead. And she said, Mommy, uh, your face is not helping me. And I said, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, your face is telling me that I'm going to die. Your face is telling me that there is no hope for me, that that it's not worth it to keep on fighting because things are really bad. Could you please change your face? (laughs) (laughs) I was so shocked because in an instant I understood that this was all about her, it wasn't about me, that I really need to give her energy and good vibes and, 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 and faith. And that was on my hand to do. So... Uh, being in such a terrible emotional time of my, our lives, I could make it. In an instant, I just changed my face. I mean, I couldn't change my face as it is, mm. but I could change the expression of my face because I had to for her and for my family, and I did. And, from, and I promised myself that I will always look at my children and at her with a good face, with hope, with high energy, with good vibes, so to give that to them, and it worked. And thank God she's on remission now for eight years and she lives in Australia and she's very happy over there. So um, I've learned that the hard way. But sometimes at work, we, we don't own our faces and we don't own our attitudes. And then we have all these problems with with our careers. That That's the all the book about. That's the book all about. So, so one of the things I think
0: we miss, and I don't care what our job is or where we're at in our career currently, but we miss, we really do miss... This other piece of understanding that how we walk into work, what we portray on our face, is is really starts to affect how employable we are in our future. Absolutely, right? I mean, we don't. It's 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 we think, oh, well, how I how I if I don't want to smile or if I'm not happy, that has nothing to do with my job. Oh, that's wrong. It has everything. Who doesn't want to have positive people working in their in their business?
1: All of yes, and and success attracts success. Uh, and if we we spread our enthusiasm, will 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 be recognized as a as a nice person to work with, to work around. And a lot of people might be very smart, very bright, may have great um, uh, titles, you know. The, because they attended great schools. But if they don't have the right attitude, the right enthusiasm, the right way to relate to others, they will not succeed in their careers. And a lot of people discount that. Don't take that in, in account when they are uh, behaving at, at, at work.
0: Yeah, we, 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 we have a tendency, especially in this country, we have a tendency, and you, you work more internationally, but it's certainly in America. We have this tendency to put so much pride on where did i get my degree you know listen i have a harvard degree i don't have to be happy i don't have to smile i don't you know i i don't you know i i went to northwestern or i went to uh, nyu or wherever it was that you went uh i i am qualified to do this job my face my my what my face resonates has nothing to do with that you you need to hire me because of what i know and that's so wrong
1: because that's not the way things work. I've seen so many people competing for positions through a head hunt process with a headhunter, for example, yeah. where there are only three, you know, three uh, candidates at the very end of the process. You know which one is the one that's hired. Sometimes it's not the one with the best school. Uh, or the best companies they worked with before, are the companies that they will fit, are the people that will fit better, that you can feel that you can trust better, that you can feel that you will enjoy working with, that you like. At the end of the day, that's very basic, but it's very human. And, and, and uh, I think it's very important that we all really work on developing our charisma, uh, and being warmer with others, and to make sure that we only are not the best at doing what we are, but that we also have the the right mood, the right attitude, the right vibe, in order to make others people's life easier instead of harder.
0: Mm. Yeah, we're talking with Inez Temple, by the way. She wrote this book I'm holding up for those of you who are on Facebook Live. It's called You Incorporated. It's absolutely a fabulous book, it's translated into English, and. By the way, it's uh, phenomenally written. I'm just telling you this is a phenomenally written book. This book, uh, I, I don't know if you can see it, but I've, I've highlighted this book. I think there's more highlights. There's actually white places in this book. Uh, it's it's absolutely a phenomenal book. You can get it on Amazon. You can go to your bookstore and ask them to get it on the shelf. One of the things that, in, in this there's so many things I could love to talk about in this book, but one of the things that you also talk about, and you've already alluded to it, is that our job is really to add value. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, go ahead, follow that up. What do you mean when you say our, our job is really to add
1: value? Uh, we are not paid to go to work, as I said before. We are paid to create value, to, to, um, uh, to, to do to accomplish things that are real, that are measurable, that that really account for for things that create value to the company, to the department, to the boss, mm-hmm. to the organization, to the client, to providers, to whoever it's your direct client. Uh, so uh, we really need to sit down with our boss, and uh, and find out what's that value that needs to be added, right. and in which form it should be added, and how is it going to be measured, and how is it going to be delivered, mm-hmm. and and then put all of that info, that numbers in our CV because a lot of people that I know don't put any numbers into their CVs. They just describe their responsibilities right. that they were given right. but they don't say the value that they added. How much more did they sell? or How uh, how many savings did they help the company get? Or right. how many new clients? How, how larger the audience was? You know, numbers make our contributions real right. and we start to to think about that every day you know that's that's I, I always try to do that at the end of the day what's the value I added today mm-hmm. right because if I don't add any value today they're paying me for nothing I'm cheating my employer right. and uh, and that's not the idea
0: yeah I, I, I loved that part of the book where you said every day before you leave what value did you add? And, I, I, and that's a great question I, I love the fact that you had that practical question because you know even if I do this show right and I and I love doing this show and I love trying to help as many people I mean we call it a new direction because we're trying to help people find a new direction in their life or their business or their career or all three like we're doing today but at the end before the sh- you know at the end of the show the, the, the first thing I always ask is did I at what did I do to add value to these people's lives? You know, what did I do to, did I add did I add value and what was that, right? And it's a great, it's such a great question and we miss it on a resume. I remember teaching uh, college and careers classes uh, when I was teaching college and I would always tell them, quantify, 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 meaning don't just tell me what you did. Put a number to what you did. Even if it's a percentage, you know, while I was there, we increased sales by 5% or 10%, or, uh, you know, we were able to save the company X number of dollars over the course of this time, you know, when I was doing this. So, when I was doing this position, it's so important, folks, that if you are building a resume, that you, and Inez talks about it again in the book. It's so important that you be able to quantify what you did because it''s, it's it, as she as she so so beautifully has said, right? numbers are real. It's a real way of evaluating what we do.
1: I, I always say, Jay, that people believe much more an Excel page than a word page. Mm, mm.
0: So, so they, they, you could see much more on an Excel than a word. I got it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I got I get it. That's awesome. Um, in chapter three, the title of the chapter is called Improving Your Personal Competitiveness. All right, now, we live in a technological, we're, we're, we're so much more technological than we've ever been. Yes. And there's a lot of older folks, uh, older viewers who are listening and watching the show, and, and and some not so old, of course. And they go, in this world of technology, I, I'm too old to compete anymore, what do you say no. to that? No,
1: no, no. We are never too old. Uh, what makes us old is not our age, chronological age, is our uh, unwillingness to adapt, our unwil- unwillingness to be un- to be flexible, our un- our unwillingness to keep on changing, moving forward, learning, keep on learning, learning faster, hacking our brain to be able to learn even faster, and be close to technology. The closer we are. To technology, even to the simple technology, the younger will be in our hearts, in our brains, and in our personal brand for our potential customers and clients and employers and, em- and employees. So we need to keep up to date every day, and that's a lot of work. But it's the only thing that will keep us young.
0: Mm, I love that, and and you know, and you know, I think what happens to us uh, when. When I wrote my first book on social media and I was writing it to businesses and how to help businesses use social media without spending money on marketing and I was teaching them the psychology of business and I would run into people and most of them were older and they would say to me, well, I'm not going to deal with social media because I don't need social media. I don't need to understand social media, right? And these are... These are these are folks over the age of forty, over the age of fifty, over the age of sixty, even some of them, say, I, you know what? I've got enough clientele. I don't I don't need Ooh. to know it. And I would say to them, make mistake. <laughs> a, well, I, I would because they they insisted, and I would say to them, but do you understand that by refusing to embrace this technology, you're refusing to embrace the future? Totally,
1: totally agree. I mean, anybody if you meet someone for business or even for your person, in your personal life, the first thing you do is you check on them in the internet. <laughs> you check their LinkedIn or their Twitter, their Facebook. Right. Or if you don't find them anywhere, you just put their names on Google and try to see who they are right. and and who they are from whatever they're reading, their pictures, uh, their posts, their comments. And that gives us a sense of who these people are or what business is this. And whoever decides not to be there or not to be Actively enough, are doing what I call a harakiri (laughs) to their professional lives because they are not longer relevant. That's
0: that's the point, right? And I mean, even I am not saying that you have to learn how to build a Facebook group page or 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 any of that. I'm not saying that you have to know every detail, right? But you should you should be willing to learn enough of the technology. So that you can that you can be part of what's going on because the longer, and, and folks listen to me and Inez as we're talking about this, the longer you wait to learn this, the more you have to catch up to learn it.
1: Yes. And there are so many people moving faster and faster every day that we, we just don't want to be left out. We right. can't afford. We're going to live at least until we are 100, unless, well something dramatically happens. So we have many, many more years to be on this planet and we cannot choose to be, uh, not to be part of it, of what's going on, of Mm -hmm. the conversation or on what everybody else is doing because we are humans. We we are social humans, animals. We need other people. So on the conversations and everything is going on online nowadays. So even though we feel we may not be the smartest person or the most technical one, it's something that can be learned, and at the end of the day, it's very simple. It's getting simpler and simpler by the day. We don't need to be an expert. We don't have to be very smart. I mean, um, I had this conversation with my mother Jay. My mother was a, a, a lawyer, and she was a, a had a PhD in literature, and she kept insisting that she didn't she didn't need to learn how to how to uh, change channels on the TV with the remote control. <laughs> I was like, mom, I mean, what's the point of being smart if you are, are useless in front of a TV? I mean, I'm speaking about a TV because she passed years ago. Right. But it's the same with people that don't want to get into social media or don't want to get into any of the new advantages of the technology is giving us.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and, and it's 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 really true, because I think when people don't want to do it, I think it's but, I feel like they're lazy
1: yeah sometimes people are afraid oh, or right. yeah. or ashamed or they lack self security or they think they won't and but there are so many ways to learn without anybody knowing that you don't know <laughs> there are right. so many ways to do things or just you know with an, an app or asking your children or your grandchildren or your friends right. you know but it not to to decide not to be relevant not to be up to date right. it's just it's starting to die soon right. and uh, it's it's, it's being left out. It's like you know, being left in the middle of an island, in the middle of, of nowhere. Right. We just can't afford to do that. Right. We, no. we need to, to keep on living. Oh, I so agree.
0: We're talking with Inez Temple, uh, author of this fabulous book called You Incorporated. Uh, your career is your business, and it's really true. She is being brought to you today by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. Inline represents profitably, privately held companies with gross annual revenues in excess of a million dollars inline delivers the highest market value in the shortest amount of time with complete confidentiality that is their trademark you can learn more about inline and jeff snell and his group if you just go to www.enlign.com and there's one of the things that i found uh, also fascinating in this is that we do not also understand the power of learning some of the soft skills like oh yes right (laughs) i mean you talk about it like you know improving learning to improve your social skills for instance is one of the Mm -hmm. areas that you talk about speak more to that why learning your social skills is so important to your career i mean it should be obvious but i don't think it is because more people would be doing it
1: yes i mean we we tend to forget that we we not only work with ideas or machines or, or numbers, we basically work with people. And people are the ones who will recommend us not only for today's work, but for the next 30 years. Because people will create in their minds an idea of who we are, what's our personal brand, what value do we add, and how easy or hard it is to work with us. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so important that people like us as, as human beings, as person. And it's not that we are there just to please people. That's not the idea. That's going to the next stream. But people are the ones who are going to say, yes, I like her. No, I don't like him. Or yes, I want to work with her. No, I don't trust her or him. So uh, developing our charisma, our Mm -hmm. warmth, our ability to relate to others, our empathy, or, you know, developing our emotional intelligence is absolutely key to to success in in the work of work, and actually in every type of work, in a a personal work, in the sentimental world, everywhere, our character, our personality, how well you relate to your emotions and other people's emotions, those basic skills are key to be successful in the world of work, and we all know that, but sometimes we just don't make the effort
0: yeah and, and and you know you took it a step further you actually talk about two things that I thought were really interesting one was learn to speak in public yes is is really critical and, and I'm a public speaker I, I speak nationally and I love doing it I, I I tell people i I always tell people I never feel more alive than when I'm in front of a, a, a an audience it's there's, same with me I, <laughs> I, I love it I, yeah there's just something. I feel like when I'm up on stage, I feel like I am doing exactly what I was made to do at that moment. Yes. And, there, and, and by the way, I, I like you, I still get little butterflies in my stomach. <laughs> it, yes. never, I, it never goes away. No, it doesn't. But, but it's important that we learn
1: to speak in public. Yes, everyone, even though, even if we don't make presentations in front of people, we're always speaking in front of public, even though we are speaking with a client, with the boss, with a customer, with our family, we're always speaking in public, we are speaking in front of other people, and there's some basic rules that are easy to be learned, and how to express ourselves, how to better communicate, but that's critical, and I see people that they haven't developed that skill. And they just don't communicate well who they are, what's their soul about, what's their desires, what do they want. They don't do the hard communication, you know, sometimes we are, there are hard communications to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's critical, Jay. And, uh, and everybody should go through a course like that. We should be told how to do that at kindergarten, but I guess they don't teach us that. No, they, there. they
0: don't. We don't do. Well, you know, we <sighs> used to do, when I was young, okay, now I'm about to give away some of my age here, but when and i was, you were,
1: when you were younger
0: when i was younger <laughs> you were so you were so amazing thank you so much for <laughs> saying that when i was younger uh we used to in kindergarten we used to do show and tell and that's yes. where we would have to stand up in front of our classmates uh, once a week and we would have to show what we you know whether it was something we created or some a gift that we were giving and given and then we had to describe it and and why it was important and why it was important to do this and and I know it sounds really silly but the truth of the matter was I couldn't wait for Tuesday show and tell because even I would I would come up some with something even if I carved uh, an arrow out of a stick, okay, with my little pocket knife, I, w- I wanted to present. It was just
1: something I wanted to do. And but, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to, to interrupt you. But the, a lot of most people, I think there's a number like 76% of people, hate to speak in public because they think they're shy. Yeah. And I was one of them but then it's a skill that you learn. Yeah. You just go to a class or take a an app an app to practice and even though if we are not we don't have that bubbling personality like you like you do Jay the rest of us we can still learn it. Yes. It's just learning to play an instrument or learning to, to drive a car. Anybody can do it. Yeah, Anybody. It, it's a skill it, and and I think that's
0: so important is that you can learn the skill of speaking. Yes. You know, I mean, look, I never had any radio, formal radio training. I I never had any of it. And I was so fortunate to be doing a radio show, co-hosting a radio show for about a year and a half. And finally, the guy who show James Lowe, Jiggy Jaguar, the Jiggy Jaguar Experience, folks, check it out, uh, the Jiggy Jaguar Show. It's it's, it's really a, a neat little show. And uh, he's on fifty terrestrial stations across this country, and and as I'm going to recommend him to you, you to him as well. But l- I want to just tell you something. He really helped me understand how to better present on the radio. I've always been in front of people, but I've never done it behind the you know where I wasn't being seen, and how to make that work. And he really helped bring me along in terms of how to be better be a better interviewer how to be a better person and it's just a skill I had to learn and the more I do it the better my skills are at which is why folks you just can't take a class you need to practice
1: yes yes it's it's so key I mean we need that we need those skills to be competitive we're always being we're always competing with people anywhere everywhere and in order to keep our our business which is our career moving ahead and moving forward we need to keep improving and, and, and being better—that's the only way to survive. That's the only way to have security that we all the security that we all need in order to plan for future, get a new mortgage, buy a, a house, a, an apartment, or a, a, a car, whatever that we're looking forward to acquire. So we need—we really need to invest in, our, in ourselves. And uh, and that's uh, you know, may I may I do a suggestion? Sure, Jay? sure. I think you have done four wonderful questions at the beginning of the, of the interview Yes. what's your number physically, right. mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Sure. maybe we should add a new one okay. you know what's your number uh, for the world work? what for your work for your mm-hmm. career or your business? what's your number in a professional way uh, on a scale, uh,
0: so on a scale of one to ten one being not so not one being awful 10 being outstanding what is your work number? what is your career number? how would you say you're doing in your career? Yes, Mm. yes,
1: Mm. yes, because that's what pays our bills. I mean, at the end of the day, we we have business or we we sell our services because we still need to pay our bills or because we need our passions fulfilled or because we want to be out of the house and do productive or things that that give value to others. Mm. But that's such an important part of our lives as adults that we really need to keep putting our, our concentration in getting better at that, every day.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. We're talking with Inez Temple. She wrote this amazing book called You Incorporated. Your career is your business. Chapter four is You Incorporated. And one of the things that uh, you do is, the first thing you do is you open up the chapter and then it says write your name of your own company here and whatever your company is. But the truth of the matter is, you are your own company. We, yes. We, we, are our, 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 we are our own brand. I mean, Jay Izzo is his own brand. And Eric Smith is his own brand. Lisa Rotelli is her, her own brand. Thomas Cantley is his own brand. Amanda Novacek uh, is her own brand. Wendy Samuel is her own brand. Brain, And I'm reading off the people who are watching and listening to the show, which is why I'm saying these names. But the truth of the matter is Inez Temple is her own brand. And I don't think we think about ourselves. Even look, I'm an I'm an entrepreneur, and, and I you know have my own thing. And of course, it makes sense on my own brand. But I don't care what you do; you're your own brand.
1: Yes, in all stages of our lives, and for our career and our businesses and our work life, we need to make sure that that brand will last until the day we die, mm. or even further, <laughs> and uh, that people will remember us by our brand always so we really need to focus on taking care of that brand not only adding value and working hard and being worth and having a good attitude but understanding that our value our demand the demand for our services in the world of work will come from directly related from the value of our brand mm. the higher the value of our brand the higher people like our brand The the better our possibilities will be to, to be competitive to have more demand for our services and mm-hmm. like any business the more demand we have for our services the higher the price that we can mm-hmm. we can ask for it right so it it all it's all about at the end of the day how how well people will uh, remember me or refer me
0: you, you, you know and so I want to ask the audience that's listening or watching listening if you're listening podcast thank you. Uh, and by the way, I, I want to just let people in Merton, England, a suburb of London, I don't know. Thank you for listening. I have a group of people there who listen in Merton. And so I want to thank you for listening and, and of course all over Europe uh, as well. Uh, thank you for listening and I think I have some folks in Brazil. Thank you for listening as well. But I, I think people should check in and you, you allude to this, I think you even say it. What does your brand, your personal brand. What does it say about you? If you were to, if you were to say, my personal brand says, and I'm asking these people out there, what would you say? People would say about your personal brand. I think that's critical, and as because you talk, you know, you talk about so many things about your the brand. You know, your, your integrity, right, or lack of it. I mean, can people say about your personal brand that you have integrity? You, you, you talk, but you talk about a number of things, right? What, what would they What would they say about your attitude? What would they say? Uh, I just recently did something on Facebook where I asked people who knew me what would you say my core values are, because I wanted to make sure, I wanted to make sure that what I thought my core values were, that that's how people saw me. And I think
1: yes, it's great. absolutely. And and one concept that's very important, Jay, is and you just mentioned it. It's integrity. Mm-hmm. Because we people, or we all tend to forget that we are only one. <laughs> we are the one, the same person at work, at home, with our family, with our friends, at the gym, at church, everywhere, and in the real world and in the virtual way, w- world. So there are people that like kinds of think of their lives like in little boxes, mm-hmm. like I can do like this here, but different there. And for our values, we are the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. And for our brand, we are always one. So that's that's another reason f- to have a, an active uh, uh, virtual life, mm. but also to be consistent with our values everywhere, in our sentimental life and our work, everywhere, because we're the same person. There's only one brand related to my name, related to me and my mm. career. And that's the brand that I have to love and take care of and value, because that's the brand that represents
0: who I am I love the fact that you said that in the book that you said look you can't say that you can do one thing in your personal life and it has nothing to do with your business life you are it is it is part of your values all right so if you're willing to cheat in your personal life you're will you're trust me you're willing to cheat in your business life or vice Absolutely. versa. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Right, vice versa, and and then I have a lot of people, sometimes many of them younger, who say, "You know what I do online has nothing to do with what I do at work." Big mistake.
1: It is. It is. I, I mean, myself, I have not hired people that I found amazing because I, I audit what they were publishing in, uh, in uh, Facebook or Twitter. And I discovered that I didn't like those people there. <laughs> you know, they look very charismatic and worth and smart and intelligent and, and and great in person. But reading what they wrote in Twitter or the the things they, the 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 picture they publish and in, in Facebook or Instagram, I said, I don't like that person. I mean, there is not a consistency with what I've seen and what they are right. writing or publishing. And I I never hired them. And and 54%, I'm sorry, 64% of people that lose promotions are because their bosses are looking at their, the information they're publishing online. And they are finding that information or offensive or just not consistent with who they are or, or how they present themselves in the real world.
0: So I, I, want, I want to do this because I know you wrote about this in the book. And I loved the fact that you wrote about this because I, I preach this. When I talk about social media to folks, you, you make the comment in the book that go, your LinkedIn profile looks fantastic. And so you want us to focus on the LinkedIn profile. And you just alluded to this. But then we go to your Facebook or your Instagram <laughs> account and it, it can kill you.
1: Yeah. I've seen that so many times, especially with my millennials. Mm. You know, they, they, they just don't care. Mm. And sometimes that's a big mistake for the careers Mm. because they're not going to be young forever. (laughs) And they will be looking for a job at 54. And those (laughs) things that they publish now that they are 30 will still be there and will create a a mark on their profiles. Which I don't say that people are not allowed to have fun and and post whatever they want. But they have to be thinking on their career all the time, because it's it's our business. It's our most important business for life. It will die with us.
0: Well, it's 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 the brand. So, what what is your brand? It goes back to what does your brand say about you, especially online? You know, especially you know, especially when you're on. You, you know, I, look, I am. I agree with you. I want you to have fun. I want you to enjoy your life. But look, there's just certain things that you just don't need to be posting.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, Right, and, and you have to make sure also that your friends are not posting things you don't want them to post. Right,
0: right.
1: And that's very important. So that's why every couple of months or weeks, <laughs> we need to audit whatever is published about us online and make sure that whatever is not appropriate or we don't like mm. should be removed mm. if possible. Because if not, again, there is not a consistency of our brand with what it's the, the the internet is showing about us right
0: and and i and, and i agree with you and you say this in the book too that w- google yourself up <laughs> right go to go to google go to bing go to go to different uh web searches and just put in your name and see see what's out there on yes. you it's it's so critical that we do that and and I, enough of us don't. And I'm, right now, I can I can see that there's people who are going, oh my gosh, I could get on my phone. I better type in my name. <laughs> I need to check it out. Uh, don't do that while you're driving, folks. Please don't do that. That's not what we want you to do. We, we certainly don't want you to do that. One of the other things that you talk about is redefining success. Yes.
1: Very important. Talk more about that. Um, what I've seen working with clients, uh, thousands of people is that a a, a lot of people are not really clear about their idea of success, their own personal idea of success, or they really don't want They don't know where do they want to go? What do they want to become? Where do they want to be? They don't have a goal. They don't have a a life plan. They don't have a business plan for their career. Uh, And so on the so they tend to adjust to other people's idea of success, whatever their spouse wants them to be, or, or do or, or make mm-hmm. or what their parents are, are are looking forward for them to be or their their peers or group of friends or even their boss. Mm-hmm. I think we really need to sit down and think what's important for me in my life? What is that I really like doing, enjoy doing? What's the things that I really don't want to do? What are the things that I'm good at? Mm-hmm. What are the things that I'm not good at? Mm-hmm. And based on that analysis, establish that an objective of what is that I really want to do? What's my passion? Mm-hmm. And sometimes passion it takes some years to develop. I mean, not everybody yeah. needs to understand what do they want to make with their lives at, at 17. But you know, when whenever having different jobs and you know being out there, we we learn to understand what are the things that that we love. What are those places where we think where we find ourselves truly alive, mm-hmm. truly awakened, like totally in the present moment. Because that's what we all are aiming to do—to be successful, doing what we really enjoy doing, and make us live in the present time. And that's that's our goal. And uh, so it's 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 a matter of being very loyal to ourselves, mm. and and uh, that's hard.
0: Yeah, being loyal to who we really are, right? Being yes, being true to—I I don't know who said it, but, you know, be be true to yourself, to thine own self, be true, and. You know, it's really, I think sometimes we sacrifice so frequently who we are for a paycheck. Uh,
1: and and that's, that's really bad. I mean, that's, it's sad because, of course, we all need that paycheck. Right. But we can still find that paycheck doing something that we are good at or something that we at least enjoy that's not torture. And I see a lot of people, Jay, that work at places that they hate mm. and they just don't leave because they think they can't or because they are not prepared or they haven't uh, become, uh, they haven't uh, keep up their skills or their talents, mm. uh, their competencies up to date because of, of many reasons. So, and, and that's so bad because that's when our, our soul uh, gets in pain. Mm. That's when we really keep, i mean forget about what's enjoying work or life that's bad i mean that's that's like really bad to be prisoner in a work that in a job that we hate and and you
0: know i i agree with you and it's hard listen folks we're not saying that this is an easy transition at all because we understand that you have to pay bills and we understand that you know you have to do what you have to do but there should be something that you're working for in the back of your mind to get to the place where you are doing what you love and what you are passionate about and what you were designed to do. I think so often we, we just stay there because it's a paycheck rather than continue to dream. And I think one of the things that you say is so frequently is that we, 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 that you said in the book is that we stop dreaming.
1: Yes. We lose hope. Mm. And, um, and we forget to pray for that. <laughs> mm. I mean, whatever anybody's idea of a, of a, a superior entity is, mm. and everybody has a different one, mm. but we forget to, to, to get enthusiastic about the future. And we forget that there is possibility of, of getting help. Mm. And that's what we really need to, we, we should not abandon ourselves mm. because we are the only ones who are responsible for ourselves mm. or our mothers, but, you know, some of right. our mothers are not longer here. Right. I always say that our mothers are the only people that really, 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 really loves us. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it's only us to to do the things that we need to do in our lives. Uh, for, for our work and our career, all, 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 all of that. So, we, uh, Jay, it's so important not to lose hope yeah. and to keep on dreaming and to keep on moving forward and, to, and not just sit down and... and and uh, feel sorry for ourselves. And that's very easy. We all do sometimes. Yeah. We do it sometimes. We do. But, but that's that's why we, we, we should uh, not do it. Huh?
0: Yeah, well, and I think one of the, one of the things that you are so um, clear about in this book is it doesn't matter how old you are. Don't, don't stop. Don't stop. The, the dream's not over.
1: No. It's never over until the day we die. And, 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 you know, I mean, you know, I'm not an expert in, in, in those topics, but I've seen so many people change their attitudes toward their work or their lives and start taking control of their careers and their lives. And, and I have seen how once they decide, uh, they, they once they uh, make a proposal to themselves about, about these topics that we we're speaking about, I, I see changes in their lives. Because people, we always get what we really, really want if we work hard for that. Mm. Other than lose weight, which is a different topic, that's hard. Mm. Uh, but uh, that's a joke. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, it, it is true. I mean, it's uh, we really need to keep moving on and keep on dreaming. Mm.
0: That's beautiful. Uh, we're with Inez temple wrote the book you incorporated available amazon your favorite bookstore there's a kindle version out there as well your career is your business and we've been talking to her and as we've been on for an hour
1: yeah and there's an audio version too
0: (laughs) yeah there's an audio version too of the book but can you believe it's already been i can't believe it's an hour it
1: goes so fast yes we've been on for an hour It goes so fast (laughs) well you're a great interviewer jay let me say i mean you you take the best out of people Oh,
0: thank you so much. So here's here's what I ask. Um, first of all, there's so much more to cover in this book. I, I, I want to just tell you, I don't care if you're a CEO. I, I, I You'll see this on Amazon in my review of this book. I don't care if you're a CEO, you need to read this book. I don't care if you're washing floors, you need to read this book. I don't care if you're in high school, read this book. I don't care if you're feel like you're retired and it's over read this book i don't care where you at if you're an entrepreneur or you work for somebody or you're trying to figure out how to get to the next level i this book is really really powerful and it's really good it's practical and she's got so many things in the back of this book in an appendix she's got her she's she's got all sorts of charts and graphs and things that are just so practical she's got extra reading material for you to read to get even more wisdom and keep growing and keep learning because that's really part of her message and so I really really encourage you to do that and you know she's been sponsored all day you know since we've been here inline business and brokers and you know what they are awesome people inline business brokers and advisors uh, partner with business owners when it's time to sell their businesses so when it's time to sell your business or maybe you know somebody who does. Contact the professionals at InLine Business Brokers and Advisors. They've they they pay to sponsor uh, Inez and and the show and the book and so we are grateful to InLine and uh, Jeff Snell and his group of fine group of folks. So if you want to learn more, just go to www.inlineenlign.com. So Inez, the the final thing I'm going to ask you to do because I ask every guest to do the same thing. The show is called A New Direction. Because we try to help people find a new direction in their life or their business or their career or all the above, which we did today. So if you could leave people with a new direction right now, what would be the, would be the final thing that you would help them in terms of finding a new direction in their career, in their business?
1: Uh, oh, so many things. But if I have to think about one, uh, it will be uh, know what you really want to do. Make a plan. And uh, have a light in front of you. There is a light in, in the end of the, the tunnel. And move forward toward that. Have a goal. And uh, ask God to help you. Hmm. That's the only thing I, I can think of. Hmm. It, it really works. <laughs> it's like magic.
0: That's that's awesome. And as will you stay with me just a minute as I close the show? Sure. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I keep saying that how do you improve on the previous show? And we did it. I don't know how we do it. I don't know how we keep getting these shows to be better. I, it just happens. This is the book. I really encourage you to get the book. Listen to the book. Uh, read it on your your iPad or your tablet, whatever. I don't care how you read it. Just just get the book because it, it's it's a brilliant book, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna fall in love as I did with Inez Temple because I absolutely fell in love with her. And folks, as I close the show, I say the same thing all the time. Folks, be inspired. Because when you're inspired, you can inspire someone else. And when you inspire someone else, they in turn can inspire others. And when we do that, we make this world a far better place than it was today. So folks, be inspired. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao, everybody.
2: Your confidence and the answers don't make sense. Got to keep your hope alive, got to know you can survive. This is your time.